The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is our prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. today thank you for your kindness towards us we bless you our God that is completely limitless you are limitless in wisdom you are limitless in power you are limitless in might you are limitless in resources father we ask that you breathe upon us today change our lives let your name be glorified Honor and glory we give unto you. In Jesus' mighty name we are prayed. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Good morning again, everybody. And happy new year again. Um, and if you are seeing for the first time this year, happy new year to you. So today... We are looking at limitless, but before we, we dive in, we want to acknowledge our churches in all the different locations. Um, God's Private House, of course, here at HQ, God's Private House in Cape Town, God's Private House in Makassar, God's Private House in Calabar, God's Private House in Canada, God's Private House in Dallas, God's Private House in locations at Costa Rica. You know, you're welcome in Jesus' name. Amen. Say amen. Okay, so we will begin in service thrive on Wednesday. Thrive will kick off, and we're going to be meeting physically um, for thrive now. And um, we are starting a new series of teaching in, in thrive that is a teaching on the book of the Acts of Apostles. The Acts of Apostles. You know, I'm excited. You know, and Governors of Wealth meeting was announced today, um, and, and um, all that, that's at 6 p.m. So at, at the beginning of each, each year, we would, would, would say to God that, or wait upon God and, and ask God for, for, for a word. And, you know, back in the day, you know, there'll be, I'll be taking notes and taking notes, you know, and all that, you know, but we, we, I used to struggle because by the time it's March, I've, I've forgotten half of what I've written sometimes by July, I've forgotten everything, you know. So I, I began to, you know, um, ask the Lord that if he would indulge us and if he would sum everything up while he expounds and unpacks them, if he sum everything up in one word, what would the word be? You know, and we started that in 2012 and went on and on and on and on and on, and on until um, 2020. And at 2020, God said to me, and I shared with you guys that, um, he said to me, Femi, don't look at the year. Look at the decade. Because if you look at the year, you will be discouraged. <laughs> I shared with you guys back then. I didn't know what was coming. And I said, well, that was, this was what he said. He said, this is the decade of destiny. That this decade, destinies will be shaped and formed. You know, and all that. You know. But for the year 2020, it was our year of light. 
And for last year, which was just three days ago, <laughs> for last year, it was a year of lifting. And for this year, the word for this year is limitless. Limitless. Limitless simply means without end, without limit, without boundary, inexhaustible. Limitless means you can keep going and keep going and keep going and keep going. Limitless. And I pray that in your mind, God will make you limitless. In your resources, God will make you limitless. In your spirituality, God will make you limitless. And the work of your hands will be limitless. In the mighty name of Jesus. Isaiah 64, verse 4, says to us that God wants to do in us, through us, and for us, that which eyes have not seen, that which ears have not heard, that which has not even begun to enter into the heart of men. So when God takes you and does something that breaks the limits of your experience or the experience of your community and perhaps the experience of humanity, you become, you have experienced the limited limitlessness of God. You become limitless, so to speak. So God wants us to experience that dimension. You see, but the, the challenge is this. We are physical and we are human and every physical thing a man has or can do is limited. Every physical thing a man has or can do is limited. So, and because we live mostly in the physical world, we are more conversant with being limited than being limitless. Every resource that man has is limited. Water is limited. Gold is limited. Silver is limited. Every precious stone limited. Every help man can offer you is limited. A man cannot help you more than he, he, he has capacity for. So if you, if you go and meet a man that is a millionaire, he can only help you in the hundreds of thousands because and sometimes just in the tens of thousands, depending on how magnanimous he is. But he cannot help you past the millions. But if you meet a man that is a billionaire, well, he may be able to help you with a few millions, but he cannot help you beyond his own capacity. The God we serve is limitless. So there's no limit to how far God can help you. Praise the name of the Lord. So that's the beauty of, of what we have. God is limitless. When we come to God and we approach God like we are approaching our uncle, 
that is limited, there's a problem. When we come to God that is limitless and we are asking God for things or as though it may not be able to do it, it's a problem. Sometimes we want to feel pious that we are not saying, we are saying that, oh God, it's not that we, we know that you can do it, but we are not sure if you want to do it for me. You know, we give God a, an escape route that, okay, if, I'm not saying God is limited that he can't do it, but I'm not sure he wants to do it for me. You've just said God is limited in mercy. Because you're saying his mercy will not extend to you. Praise the name of the Lord. And the human spirit made in the image of God is actually also limitless. Your spirit, the human spirit that is made in the image of God is completely limitless. So man's spirit, the part of man that is in the image of God is limitless. So there's a part of you that is completely limitless and connects to God, the limitless God. So your inner man has to be developed. You have to get into that place, into that connection with the Holy Spirit where your inner man is developed. When you can actually be limitless, it's actually an aberration to be a child of God and live a completely limited life. It's an aberration to be a child of God, filled with the Holy Spirit, yet you live your life confused. Why should you be confused? You have the maker of the heavens and the earth on your inside. It's actually more difficult to live confused with God than to live with clarity with God. It's easier if you connect with God. It's easier to live with clarity. It, it takes a lot of bashing on, on, on our behalf to stay in that place of confusion. So it is a misnomer to be filled with God and yet filled with, with mediocrity. It is, it's, a, it's, it's a misnomer to be carrying the maker of the heavens and the earth, yet the quality of your work is below par. By the time you are done with your work, it should be able to stand anywhere in the world. The quality of your work, people should look at the quality. You should, you should come up with something. People should look at the quality of your work from the best places in the world, and they, they will say, oh, wow. People should not look at the quality of your work and say, oh, okay, um, then you blame it on Nigeria. You blame it on the educational system. You said, oh, it's the university you went to. No, it isn't. Because there is a spirit in man. Job said, the inspiration of the Almighty that gives them understanding. So the spirit in man is what makes man limitless. And time and again, 
we find people that actually come in contact with their spirit. And because they may not be Christians, and because it is the same spirit in the image of God, it is still limitless. We have the beautiful advantage of connecting that same limitless spirit to the source of all spirits. Take someone like Elon Musk. He's doing things that Christians, if you will, sometimes can only dream of. And he's not a Christian. How is he able to do it? He said it was going to take my man to the, uh, to the moon. And he did at a fraction of the cost of NASA's own. And his, his rockets are reusable. How? He wanted to join NASA. They said he couldn't, that, you know, he wasn't um, smart enough. And he, he resolved that he's going to, he's going to um, have his own. <laughs> what made him make such an audacious claim because somehow he came in contact with that spirit. The spirit in man, the inspiration of the Almighty, the same spirit you could abuse Bill Gates from now till eternity. He came in contact with that spirit. The same spirit you and I have. The same spirit. We have been building electric cars from when we were little. I mean, most of us, when we were little, we built electric cars, didn't we? You put batteries, you know. I mean, it's, it's not novel. But he said he was going to mass produce it. Everybody said it was crazy. But today, you know, people are driving electric cars. God wants us to be limitless. What is that thing that you need to dare? What is that thing that you look at and, and you're like, is this, ah, is, is, I, this should be possible. The truth is this. The way man is created, man was formed, if you can actually think it is possible, do you know it is actually possible because you have thought it is possible? It's actually possible because you have thought it is possible. And the link is the spirit. The human spirit is the link. So what is that thing that you thought was possible? But now, I mean, that was, uh, you look at it and you're like, oh, that was when I was younger, you know. I have bills to pay. I have school fees to pay. School fees, rent, and uh, what else? And Ashwebi has normalized a lot of spirits. You need to break out of it. Do I get an amen? amen? You need to completely break out of it. 
What is that thing? You need to dare it. You know, and you're like, okay, but pastor, I mean, time is not, we have to be realistic. You know, I'm just, I'm 50 already, you know. We can't be thinking as if we are 20s, you know. <laughs> Should I begin to tell you about Caleb that was 80? And said, give me this mountain. Oh, I know your defense immediately. They used to live longer in those days. You talked about that, didn't you? What about, have you heard of um, um, KFC? KFC? Kentucky Fried Chicken? The guy did not start until he was about 54. He didn't start KFC until he was about 54. Age can never be a reason to live a limited life. Never. It's never too late to start. Guess what? <laughs> I was... I was saying at the 8 a.m. service that I had people over yesterday, and by the time they left, you know, I, I got into preparation for this um, sermon. I had the thoughts, I had the word, I, I was going to bring everything together, and it just kept on exploding and exploding and exploding. And I stayed awake, I'm still awake, I've not, sleep did not, I didn't, sleep did not even come. I still haven't slept. And obviously, I'm praying to God. All of my prayers, I prayed all, all through the night. That God will give us understanding in Jesus' name. <laughs> These are not just words that are to, oh, New Year, oh, Pastor is giving us a charge. No! This is God's heart for you to be limitless. Completely limitless. And it is possible to be carrying God and be in bondage. It is possible. It is possible to be carrying God and be limited. It is possible. But when you make up your mind as you will today, I'm praying in the name of Jesus, that you are going to be limitless. Things will begin to shift for you in the name of Jesus. There's a story in um, 2 Kings chapter 4 that I find myself coming to at different times over and over again. It's a fascinating story. From verse 1, it says that one day the widow of a member of the group of prophets came to Elisha and cried out, My husband who served you. Elisha knew this guy. This guy was faithful. Not only was he faithful, he was anointed. He knew God. He operated in the supernatural. And you know how he feared the Lord. Another translation says how he served the Lord. But now, the creditor has come. So, he was a spiritual man living in bondage of poverty. He was carrying God, but he was under a yoke. I'm praying for you in the name of Jesus 
that every form of misnomer in your life will be eradicated. In the name of Jesus. It says, but now the creator have come and threatened to take two, take my two sons as slaves. Now, if this woman was lying, Elisha would have said, get out of here, because it was a no-nonsense prophet. So she was saying the truth. So this was a prophet that was carrying God but was still bound. This notion of once I have God, everything works automatically is wrong. There are things that need to be in place in our lives that they are universal. I've talked about Elon Musk. You could claim that he doesn't have God, but he has the spirit of God, the inspiration of the Almighty. And the prophet left his family in poverty. Now, question, do you think any of those boys, if, if, they, had, if they had been, I mean, gone to slavery and, I mean, suffered all their lives, do you think any of them want to serve God? Do you think any of those boys want to serve God? Of course not. So Elisha asked, what can I do to help you? I mean, there's so much to say about that, but like, let's go on. Tell me what you have in your house. Be nothing, at, nothing at all except a flask of oil, she answered. You see, so again, she has a flask of oil. I give it to the prophet. He doesn't have money, but he has oil. Praise God. <laughs> he doesn't have money, but he has oil. Okay, so I give it to him. And Elisha said, borrow as many empty jars as you can from your friends and neighbors. Then go into your house with your sons and shut the door behind you. Pour oil from your flask into the jars setting each one aside when it is filled. So she did as she was told. Her sons kept bringing jars to her, and she filled one after another. Soon, every container was filled to the brim. Bring me another jar, she said to one of her sons. There aren't any more, he told her. Then the olive oil stopped flowing. So we see here, I mean, classic picture of what we're talking about. A man that had contact with God, but yet it didn't change his situation. Then the woman ran to a man that had contact with God that could change situations. And he gave her the solution to change her situation. And she followed the pattern, and the situation changed. 
So Elisha, if you will, is a type of the spirit man. Stay with me. The woman is a type of the mind. And, of course, the boys, they are a type of the physical body. So, the spirit got direction, communicated to the mind. The mind brought about the execution through the body, through the boys. Praise the name of the Lord. Okay, so... Let's look at it this way. Uh, we'll get to this in a bit. Okay, so you have the spirit, spirit, you have the mind. You have the body. Then you have the world. The world, your world, cannot change if we are just operating from here. Your world, the world, my world, your world, cannot change if you are just using your brain by itself. The spirit in man, the inspiration of the Almighty, by itself is limitless. This takes the form of this, if there is a link. Otherwise, it takes the form of this. Are we still together? Good. So, someone like Elon Musk, classic example, can just have this overpower his mind and change his world and change the world we live in. And change our experiences. I know people that are saving up to go to the moon. And someone said to me, it's $8 million. When I go, I won't come back. <laughs> because he wants to run away from his wife. <laughs> it's funny. But it's not funny. Don't want to kill himself. If he dies, there, it's fine. And guess what? His, his rocket is, is booked. For pain, it's, maybe it's $2 million, I don't know. It's dropped for when it was $8 million. Guy wanted to get on it, get to. You know how people will say they want to go to America and they don't want to come back? <laughs> you know, they just want to. Ja, pa, you know. This guy wants to go to the moon. He says, if you run away, they won't bring him back here on earth. The point is this. We have God. 
connected to our spirit. More powerful than just as the spirit alone. Do you know that man by himself can do amazing things without consultation to God with God? Because that is how God has made man. Man said, I will build a tower that will reach heaven. God said, they will do it. So why do we think everything is prayer? Why do we think everything is fasting and prayer? Now listen, of course, you know where I stand on that. We're going to talk about that in a bit anyway. There are things that only a human can change. And it can only happen through the Spirit. So the bridge between the, limit, the limitless world and the limited world is the Spirit. Is the Spirit. However, if there is no influence here, There's a problem. So if you have someone or if you develop your spirit and yet your mind is on is on is on regenerated, it's undeveloped, let's use a Christian word, is unregenerated. That's why to even change as a Christian, the Bible says you have to renew your mind. Your mind by the spirit, by the word, you have to renew your mind. That is how it works. Praise the name of the Lord. So, connection to the Father of our spirit makes everything, everything possible. Makes everything possible. One way that the, um, the physical world relates with um, man relates with the physical world is through disciplines like physics, mathematics, you know, and stuff, you know. And this concept of being limitless is something that in, in, in the mathematical world, the, the physics, I mean, still struggle to, to wrap science, you know, so they created um, um, it's not a number, uh, a concept called infinity. Have you heard it's infinity before, right? Designated with that. And they say when a number gets big and gets big and gets big, then they say it's infinity, <laughs> you know. But if, you, if mathematicians will not call it number infinity, they will say it approaches infinity. And this I'm going to explain to me overnight. I'm going to explain it to you. It's in math. So if you think you don't understand math, remember you're what? You are limitless. So you understand math already in Jesus' name. Some people are not even convinced. <laughs> I said you understand math in Jesus' name. <laughs> okay, so, so when you have... Um, X as a real number, for instance, it can 
keep growing and keep growing and keep growing. And it can, the way man can relate with, with it in a finite sense is that it can only approach infinity. It can only approach being limitless. I'm going to show you how, I mean, explain how it ties, ties to, to you and I. So, having a function of X, man has to say and put a limit and say as X approaches infinity of this function, that is when it can be solved. And the solution of this limit of x, a function f, x, as x approaches infinity, is just to, so that our minds don't enter a tailspin. How do you think of eternity? How do you think of forever and ever? Okay, in the beginning there was God. What was before the beginning? Our minds right now cannot comprehend it. So we need a limit. So the things that God will use you to break for you, for your generation, will be things that eyes have not seen. Say amen. There will be things that ears have not heard. Say amen. There will be things that have not even entered into the heart of men. Say amen. Well, guess what? As soon as they are done, they become things that eyes have seen. So that limit comes immediately. So you see, as X approaches infinity. So when your children come, your children is normal to your children. You know, there are some certain families that to have a Mercedes Benz, it, it, it's, it's, it's breaking it's a limit. So, 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 so there are some of our parents that they are like, <laughs> you know, they're like, you mean you bought a car in my lifetime? And the man begins to cry. Have you not seen that before? You mean you bought a car in my lifetime? And he begins to cry. But for your children, the car, they even kick the ball, their ball. <laughs> the car is... So, for them, they need to stand on your shoulder and break a higher limit. Elijah was breaking limits. When Elisha came, he did at least times two of what Elisha did. Elijah did. Broke. When Jesus was on earth, he did amazing things, didn't he? But when he was going, what did he say? He said, greater works than this shall you do because I go to my father. So, what am I saying? God wants you to be limitless. But your experience of being limitless will only tend towards limitlessness. Towards infinity. 
you really approach it. As your children come, they are going to take it further. Say amen. In the name of Jesus. They are going to take it further. In the name of Jesus. So, this is generational. What's going on? Generational. Transgenerational, actually. God wants you to think generationally. God wants you to think of your children. In fact, you should say to your children, you should be grateful for me. You should be glad that I'm your father or I'm your mother. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. So I pray for you in the name of Jesus that you will have no barrier. Yeah. Mentally, you will have no barrier. Yeah. Spiritually, you will have no barrier. Yeah. Financially, you will have no barrier. Yeah. In the works of your hands, you will have no barrier. Yeah. In the mighty name of Jesus. Yeah. That, that is why our spirits, the state is so powerful. The state of our spirit. And you see, you, you, the word of God will say, and this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, for you will meditate therein day and night. What does meditating day and night, what does it do to you? It strengthens your spirit. It frees your spirit. It moves you into a place of ease. And you will make your way prosperous. And you will have good success. When you feed your spirit, you liberate your spirit. So when there's, that, when there's a, a promise in the word of God, for instance, and that promise is not, you're not seeing it in your life. Make up your mind that the problem is not the word of God. I mean, it can't be. Forever, oh Lord, your word is settled in heaven. It is settled. So before you were born, before I was born, the word of God existed. In our life, it exists. When we are gone, it will exist. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. So, if there's an aspect of the word, there's a promise in the word of God that you are not seeing in your life. It just points to one thing. You just don't understand it yet. You don't have light in that area yet. So what should you do? I'll tell you what I do. I take that word and I wrestle with it. First, if you think that the problem with the, with the word of God, you've already, you are dead on arrival. <laughs> you know, because, you know, some people say, oh, maybe, maybe God doesn't mean that. No, God means what he says. Nobody put a gun on, on his head 
for him to say that you will be above only and you will never be beneath. He, was, he didn't say it on Adurus. So, God means exactly what he said. So, I take the word and I, and I, and I, and I meditate in it. I wrestle, the word I use, wrestle with that word until light comes, until breakthrough comes. So, what are you saying, Pastor? What I'm saying is this. Someone says this, and it's so true, and I agree completely, that whenever a scripture does not produce for you, your understanding of that scripture is incomplete. Whenever a scripture does not produce for you, your understanding of that scripture is actually incomplete. So, when the scripture does not produce the problem is not the scripture. The problem is your, you, the recipient, your understanding. That scripture has not brought light into your situation yet. So what do you do? You stay and you wrestle in your spirit. You stay and you meditate day and night. You wrestle with it. You wrestle with it until something breaks. Until something breaks. Everywhere. The soul of your feet shall tread upon. I have given you as a possession is a promise. But if you, if, if, if you find out that you tread upon a place, it's as if they are chasing you. <laughs> Something is wrong with, it's not the scripture. Something is wrong with your incubation and your understanding of, of the scriptures. So you need to go and wrestle with our scriptures. Or, or better still, you need to find someone that has already distilled it down and has brought the light. Maybe it's in a book. Read the book. Read the book. Maybe it's in a, it's, it's in a message. Listen to the message. You need to sit down with it. You need to shut down. Then, look, listen. If you spend all your life looking at um, Instagram, watching Netflix. The people that created Netflix, they came in contact with their spirit. The people that created Instagram, they came in contact with their spirit. You can't be on reels every time. <laughs> oh, you're watching. There's reels of people dancing. You want to bamba. You want to cheer with the big boys. I saw you the dance kid in the kitchen. You dance. So you see how the thing goes? You can't do that for money tonight. And expect your spirit to be strong. I should drop the mic here. <laughs> he said, okay, so, pa pa okay, so Pastor, how did you know it? Exactly. For me, it's entertainment. I've finished my work. Like, like I said to you now. Like I said to you now. Folks left my house. What time did they leave again? I don't remember. But I tried to work I couldn't. 
I, I, I was in my study. The thing was, my mind was just exploding. So I went to my bed at 11, 5 past 11. And got up at 12 midnight. And I've not been able to sleep till now. After now, I have things scheduled that I'm going to do that will lead up at 5, which is 10 a.m. Dallas. I'm preaching at Dallas live at 5. At 6, I have governors of wealth. I'm here physically. After governors of wealth, I'm exhausted. So I go on my bed and I have scrolling. You want a bamba? <laughs> you want a chill with a big bamba? There's value in his entertainment. I fall asleep. But that cannot be your preoccupation. You need to feel your life. You need to build your spirit. Why? Because your spirit is, is the most important thing you have. It's in the image of God. It's your limitless fountain, if you will. So I'm going to pivot here, you know. Like I said, this is it's a lot. There are a lot of things. I'm going to share a lot more with um, those that come for the governors of wealth thing. But what, I want to pivot here and just share five things to pay attention to this year. Five things. The first is this. The first is this. God is limitless. I want you to wake up in the morning and say to yourself, look in the mirror and say, my God is limitless. And then say, I am limitless. We've been taught. God's favorite house. Who are we? We are limitless. Say to yourself, I am limitless. Do it every day. In March, let us talk. You'll be a different person. Complete. Look, I, I, I will refund you your, your money if you... <laughs> There's no money, right? <laughs> I mean, I would, um, I'll give you a check if it doesn't work, but I can't because it will work. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. It will change your life. God is limitless. Is limitless in love. His love is limitless. That, we can be on that for three days. His grace is limitless. God's grace is completely limitless. There's no limit to God's grace. No one can see the end of his grace. No one. No one. Someone said to me, uh, to a pastor, not to me, so, so, uh, that, what can I do to make God stop loving me? And <laughs> Rikwari said to him, there's nothing you can do to make God stop loving you. You can try, but you will fail. 
Oh, that doesn't line up with your concept of your theology. Again, that's the limit you have in your mind. God's power is limitless. God's resources are limitless. Completely limitless. So, whatever you're going to face this year, well, as you wake up to face the day, stand up and say to yourself, my God is limitless. I am in his image. I am limitless. I have no limit. There's no limit to what I can achieve. There's no limit. Absolutely no limit. Initially, you won't believe it. But over time, you will begin to believe it. And when you begin to believe it, you become dangerous. You become very dangerous. So, the forces of hell will come against you to try and make you doubt yourself. But you know what God said I should say to you? I didn't say it before service. Well, we didn't get there. It says that she says to you that there's someone that needs to hear this. It came back to me again now. That as long as you don't give up on yourself, you can never lose. As long as you don't give up on yourself. If your father gives up on you, your mother gives up on you, your brothers gives up on you, your sisters gives up on you, your friends gives up on you, everybody gives up on you. If you don't give up on yourself, you will not lose. If you don't give up on yourself, you will win. Because you are actually limitless. Number one. Number two. Pay attention to this. If I were big, and it's this. Trust is a major key to ease. This year, we, we, we talked about ease at the crossover service. It's not by power. It's not by might. But by my spirit, says the Lord. This mountain, be removed in Jesus' name. This mountain shall be removed. In Jesus' name, this mountain shall be removed. In Jesus' name, by my spirit, says the Lord. People will look at you and look at your result and say, It doesn't add up. That's what it means. It doesn't add up. There are things, I was saying this There are things that once you get into and it's built on trust, once ease comes into your life. Did you know, you know, again, I was sharing with them that if you really come into these things as you will in Jesus' name, for example, just one example. Did you know that boundaries of nations were made by men? Not God. Therefore, did you know that there should be no nation on earth that can deny you visa? 
None. Why? Because the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. There's no way. Completely. Now, listen. These things, they are the things that will determine whether you maximize your future and your destiny or not. This decade of destiny, you must be limitless. You must be limitless. So you can stand because you are limitless and say, lift up your heads, O ye gates. Lift them up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. It must be real to you before the gates lift up. Because gates will challenge you. Who is this king of glory? Who do you think said that? The gates. Then your spirit will respond. The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Lift your heads or your gates. And be lifted up, you ever seen those. The gates will check again. Who is this king of glory? Then your spirit will respond. The Lord of hosts. Ah, the gates we are. On that note, welcome, sir. Welcome, sir. Another Christian will go. I say, eh, eh, what's that prayer saved that we pray? Eh, cross service. What's that one? Eh, lift up your head. Oh, yeah, lift up your head so you can. <laughs> you too? Okay. Who is this? Um, the one that uh, uh, Pastor K used to talk about. Where's my mic? Okay. <laughs> this one is acting up. Sorry. <clears throat> All right. Okay. So, and the King of Glory will come in. The difference is one person. The world has become flesh. The other person, the world is just in the lips. I'm praying that we will be a people that the world has become flesh in the name of Jesus. Trust is a major, major, major. If God says, Femi, let go and fall, guess what I do? I just... That is what you should do. Trust God. God has sent me to you this morning. I say, why don't you trust me? Think about your life, self. Have I even, when did I fail you? Oh, the things you don't understand, you will understand them, don't worry. You know, when we read Matthew 6, verse 25, Matthew 6, it says, this is Jesus himself speaking. He says, 
This is why I tell you not to worry about anything, about everyday life. Whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear. Isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? It says, look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in bags. For your heavenly father feeds them. Aren't you far more valuable to him than this? You have his precepts, you have his principles. You, can, you know the principle of sowing and reaping and storage. The birds don't even have this understanding. Yet they don't worry. And yet you are worrying. It says, and if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, it will certainly, everyone says certainly, it will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? Why don't you trust me, says the Lord? For you to be limitless, you must operate in trust which releases ease into your spirit. Ease. Do you know that one of the keys to financial ease is when God opens the windows of heaven? And do you know what triggers that? It's what they call, you may have heard it before, some strange term called tithing. And do you know you can't tithe if you don't trust? You can't. The reason a lot of people don't tithe, they don't trust God. Uh-uh, 10%. percent <laughs> you do not trust God. You can't trust God, your finances. The ease, trust is a major, major part. And it says in, in the Malachi um, book that if you do this, if you trust me, says the Lord of heaven's armies, I will open the windows of heaven for you. And Paul had that blessing. So great. Talk about limitless. You won't even have enough room to take it in. Try it and put me to test. And see if that will not happen. Trust is a major key to ease. The reason we worry stiff is because we don't trust easily. I want you to walk out of this service. Make up your mind to trust God. Trust means if, if he catches me, if he doesn't catch me, In 2019, in 2018, when God said to us, go start a church in Dallas, and you will be the one to start that church. <laughs> you know? Like, okay. In 2019, 
when we moved to Dallas, when I first went to Dallas, I didn't know anybody. I mean, if there's a city I, I know inside out to be Chicago, I know people there, I have loads of friends, da, 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 da. so if God wanted to start a church in the U.S., I mean, doesn't it make sense that he would say Chicago? But he said Dallas. So, we went to Dallas. The family that, the only family I knew in Dallas, till today, they've not stepped foot into church. So if I were depending on them, what would have happened? But today, the church is standing strong. Praise God. Just trust God. By 2020, it was clear to me why it was not Chicago. I didn't know. Just trust God. Just follow him. Your life will be easy. Number, number three, and this is big. They are all big, right? But this is huge. They are all huge, right? But I don't know how to say it. Look inward and correct your own flaws. Correct your own flaws. Say to the Lord, show me where I am placing a limit on you. If there's a limit in your life, it's not from God. And I want even to be bold to say, if there's a limit in your life, it's not really the devil. Devil can be, can be taken advantage of it. If there's a limit in your life, it's you. Look at one and correct your own flaws. Correcting your own flaws is always more painful than pointing fingers at other people's flaws. It's easier to be pointing to the speck in somebody else's eyes. Your, the log in your own eyes is still there. They talk about, oh, forgiveness. You are saying, ah, I hope that sister is listening. I hope that brother is listening. This message is for, no, no, it's not for, it's for you. It's for you. This year, you know who they call Falano? Have you heard of Mr. Falano before? Mind your business. Correct your own course. You see, the power of this is this. When we begin to do that, God begins to move into our lives. Our spirit becomes energized. We begin to break those barriers internally. When nobody is seen, but guess what? Over time, it begins to show. And everybody now wants what you have. Just remember to say to them, look inward and correct your own, your own flaws, your own flaws. Number four, expect supernatural interventions. There are going to be ministering spirits 
released specially for us in Jesus' name. To step into our situations in the name of Jesus. You know, I received that mightily in the name of Jesus. Expect it. Expect. Expect. Expect that you will be helped. Expect, not by man. God can use any man. Don't get me wrong. But expect that you will be helped. Expect it. Because your help will come. Everyone that has been limitless understands this. Daniel understood it. He faced the wall. David understood it. He said, I lift up my eyes to the hills, towards heaven. That's what it means. From where does my help come from? It won't come from a hill. It comes from beyond the hill. My help comes from the Lord. The maker of the heavens and the earth. David always expects supernatural intervention. You are going for that interview. Expect that angels will go with you. Expect that heaven is with you. David faced Goliath. Do you think that uh, it is ordinary eye that David will face Goliath. It's not ordinary eye. That's what they call it, ordinary eye, right? It's not ordinary eye. David released the sling. He hit Goliath's head. Now, of course, we've been taught that if it was the um, velocity of this of, of this of the stone and it hits the impact on Goliath's head. Goliath should fall backwards, right? But check scriptures. All the translations. Goliath fell face down. So what does that tell you? It's not the stone that killed Goliath. They were just waiting because that is how heaven works. You have to release the stone before the angels are released. As he released the stone, they gave him and God had to put, God put those small, small things in scripture so that you will understand it's not by power. They, sound, they sounded him or they sounded him or they they worsed him <laughs> from behind. Pooh! The guy, giant, fell face down. Dead. Expect the supernatural to work on your behalf. It's big. It's huge. Number number five. Be careful about what the experts say. This is huge. Be careful about what the experts say. Because this year, God wants to do in you, through you, for you, that which eyes have not seen, that which ears have not heard, 
that which hasn't even entered into the heart of men. So if you are listening solely, completely to just what the experts are saying, you may miss God this year and you will not miss God. Be careful. The experts said that the internet was a fad. That the internet will not survive. Uh, it's ridiculous now to even think that it was an editorial Newsweek magazine 2007. The experts said that the TV will fail. The industry leaders they didn't see Netflix coming. They didn't see YouTube coming. <laughs> they didn't see it. Did you know that the experts particularly you know CEO of Microsoft Palmer said that the iPhone will fail. Today, how does that sound? It sounds ridiculous. But the people that ignored the experts and bought the shares of Apple at the time, they are smiling. Today, If you are going to break barriers, you cannot rely on the theory of experts. You have to trust your spirit. There are nations on earth that have not even been to the moon and we have one individual taking people to the moon on excursion and bringing them back safe and sound. One individual. Does he have two heads? No. God wants you to be careful of what the experts say, what the research show, what the analysis point to. We all know this equation, E equals MC squared. Powerful, powerful relationship. Relativity. Who was behind it? Einstein. Einstein, Robert Albert Einstein, was, if you say something, you should, you should, you should believe it, right? In, in science, right? Albert Einstein said, it is impossible for man to achieve nuclear energy. Today, nuclear energy is everywhere. Albert Einstein was wrong. And there are people, you are here, people that are experts have said to you, you cannot do more than this in life. Don't believe them. Don't believe them. They said to you, oh, you cannot cross this barrier. Just smile. 
and say, watch me cross it. In fact, I want to just say to you that, you know, this year particularly, try and look for the things that the experts are saying and prayerfully consider going in the other direction. <laughs> Do you know what they said about Bitcoin? Big, big billionaires. Do you know what they said? They said it was Ponzi scheme. I have people that are close to me that argued with me like crazy. I'm saying to them, buy Bitcoin. It was below $1,000 at the time. They're like, oh, this and that. I said, have you read the white paper? They haven't. They haven't read the white paper. I said, so, so where are you getting this from? The people that will birth the next move, it is the hunger for the change that will lead to their discovery. The people that are full cannot birth the next move. It's the people that are hungry. People that want more of God, more to fulfill their destiny. So we see, even today, some people are telling us that fasting is Old Testament. Fasting and prayer. There's, the, there's no need to fast and pray. We are in the new covenant. I'm like, really? You're not even reading your Bible. And a lot of people are just going with that. Because somebody eloquently said that you're in the new covenant, you're not to fast and pray. But read your Bible for yourself. Didn't Jesus say this kind? There are some kinds that will not go except by what? By fasting and prayer. Remember, we have established that it's not everything that's my personal prayer, right? I mean, that's the basis of this. That's just an example. You, we can't do without fasting and prayer. Of course, the tight thing, oh, this and that, this and that, don't listen to experts. In fact, they're not experts. They're self-acclaimed experts. <laughs> Read the Bible for yourself. How is it that the power of the Holy Spirit, they said, is not available today again, that it's just in the days of the apostles. How does that even sound? So people will create theories to excuse their powerlessness and their prayerlessness. I've seen, actually sat down and watched how many, over two hours of these great men of God talking about how the power of the Holy Spirit is not existing today. The gifts of the Holy Spirit are not existing today. I, I, I actually wanted to see where they were coming from. I, I listened and I listened. I'm like, really? It was clear to me that while they may be saved, they have not met him. They have not experienced the power of the Holy Ghost. Oh, they haven't. Don't listen to experts. Follow God. Follow God. 
We are going to pray this 10 a.m. service. <laughs> There's no second another service coming. We are going to pray. Are you with me? But before we pray, you may be here and like, Pastor, but my spirit is not activated. My spirit is not in tune with the spirit of God. Or it used to be, but my spirit is convoluted right now. I, I, I don't even know where I am with God. Can you pray with me? Yes, I want to pray with you. You don't need to come forward. I'll pray with you wherever you are seated. Or wherever you are on the face of the earth. Pastor, that is me. Let's burn our hearts as, burn our, as we burn our heads. Pastor, that is me. Pray with me. Wherever you are seated, pull up your hand now over your head. And we'll pray together. Quickly, put it up. God bless you, sir. God bless you, my sister. God bless you, my sister. And hand in front. Right in front here. Not on your head. Over your head. God bless you. Keep the hands up. At the overflow. There's a hand there. And a hand there. God bless you. That is me. And hand right there in front. That is me, pastor. I want to reconnect with God. I want to, I want to be a child of God. I, want, oh, I used to be a child of God. I want, to, I, I, I want to come back to God. God bless you. Keep the hands up. Just please keep the hands up. God bless you. Hand, right in front. Yes, a hand is up. Keep the hands up until you get a card. God bless you. That is me. God bless you. And a hand over there. That is me. Keep the hands up until you get a card. Until you get a card, once another hand right there at the back. I'm going to pray with you in a bit. The limitlessness of God must be manifested in your life. We are going to pray now. That is me. Put the hands up and we'll pray together. If you have a card, put on your hands, please. I'm going to pray with you. But if you don't have a card, keep the hands up so that it's easier to see. If you are online also, put up the hand. God is seeing you. And God will reach you. Then if you put down your hand online, you, you can click on the card on the, on the comment section and let us have your details also. I'm going to pray with you now. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, for those that are reconnecting to you, because really, every spirit is reconnecting to you. Really. Because you are the father of all spirits. Lord, as they reconnect with you today, in the name of Jesus, quicken their spirits. Let their lives and their spirits come alive. Being in touch with your spirit to be truly limitless. Let that be their story and their portion. Honor and glory we give unto you. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Let's kind of rise on our feet, everybody. Isaiah 64 verse 4 says, that which eyes have not seen, that which ears have not heard, that which has not even begun to enter into the hearts of man, that is what God wants to do for you and I. So you're going to say, Father, now you're praying. Keep your focus on God. Say, Father, do with me. Do for me. Do through me. Do against the enemies of my destiny. That which eyes have not seen. That which ears have not heard. That which has not even begun to enter into the hearts of men. And let your name be glorified. Let's lift up our voices and let us pray. Father, do for me. Do in me. Do through me. Do against the enemies of my destiny. 
that which eyes have not seen, that which ears have not heard, that which has not even begun to enter into the hearts of men. Oh, my Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. And so shall it be. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Ephesians 3, 17 says, That Christ may dwell in your heart by faith. That you've been rooted and grounded in love. You're going to say, Father, in the name of Jesus, let me be rooted and grounded in love. Let's lift up our voices and let us pray. My Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, let me be rooted and let me be grounded in love. Let me be rooted and grounded in love, my father. Oh, Zatekita Kasede, Na Asakiasa Katahasiada, Moboko Shedia Tekiada Yede, Oh, Zahato Zahita Kiata, Zahato Kahita Kahita Kiese Voroto Zahara. Thank you, Father. And so it is and shall be. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Okay, so we are going to roll through together. The first is this. We are going to say to the Lord, we are going to say, Father, show me how I am limiting myself and how I am limiting you in my life. And then the second is, Father, I am open to divine assistance, to angelic assistance in the name of Jesus. Let's lift up our voices and let us pray. My Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, open my eyes, O God, to see how I am limiting myself and limiting you in my life. O God of heaven, I am open to divine assistance. I am open to angelic assistance. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Heavenly Father. And so it is and shall be. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Okay, the, the, the next prayer is Exodus 14. We are reading from verse 23 to 27. It says, And the Egyptians pursued. Every unrepentant enemy that is still pursuing you, they will all be buried in the Red Sea. In the name of Jesus. And the Egyptians pursued and went in after them to the midst of the sea. <laughs> Even all Pharaoh's horses and chariots and his horsemen. And it came to pass that in the morning, watch, the Lord looked upon the host of the Egyptians through the pillar of fire and of the cloud 
and troubled the host of the Egyptians. God will trouble every unrepentant pursuer of your destiny in the name of Jesus. And took off their chariot's wheels that they drove them heavily. So the Egyptians said, ah, let us flee before it was too late from the face of Israel for the Lord fighted for them against the Egyptians. Verse 26. As, and the Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand over the sea that the waters may come again upon the Egyptians, upon their chariots and upon their horsemen. And Moses stretched forth his hands over the sea. And the sea turned, returned to its strength when the morning appeared and the Egyptians fled against it. And the Lord overthrew the Egyptians in the midst of the sea. So you are going to say, Father, every unrepentant pursuer, let them be buried in the Red Sea in the mighty name of Jesus. Let's lift up our voices and let us pray. My Father, every unrepentant pursuer of my life and destiny, let them be buried in the Red Sea. Every unrepentant pursuer of God's favorite house, let them be buried in the Red Sea. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Jehovah Oh, not one will escape in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. And so it is and shall be. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Now we're going to pray. We're going to say, Father, by your grace and mercy, empower me to operate with ease in the name of Jesus. Let's lift up our voices and let us pray. Not by power, not by might, but by the spirit of the living God. By your spirit, by your grace, empower me to operate with ease. Oh, 
Oh, Lord, we thank you. Lord, we give you praise and glory, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Now, for the laying all of hands because of COVID, I want you to lift up your hands to heaven. And just say, Father, lay your hands upon me. I need your help. Your limitless help. In the name of Jesus. Spend a moment and just pray. And just just. Thank you, Heavenly Father. You will have limitless achievements in the name of Jesus. You will have limitless influence in the name of Jesus. There will be no barriers mentally for you in the name of Jesus. There will be no bondage spiritually in the name of Jesus. There will be no limits financially in the name of Jesus. There will be no limitation in any area of your life in the name of Jesus. 2022 will favor you in the mighty name of Jesus. And so it is and shall be. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Don't clap your hands on you people. Hallelujah.